Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I am standing beneath your And I am resting in your shelter Your great faithfulness has been my shield And it makes me want to say Blessed be the name of the Lord Blessed be the name
Good morning, Pastor, Heavenly Father. Pastor Michael, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Before you, before you do anything this morning, can you tell me what your message is about this morning? What a difference faith makes in Jesus, or faith in Jesus on the day of visitation. Okay, hold on a second. Hold on. All right. Hold on. Mr. Hill, can you can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay. I thought that was you. Are you still in the hospital or are you home? Hospital. Okay. Prayerfully going home today. Okay. Pastor Michael. Minister yes, Hill. Ma'am. Minister Hill is in the hospital. After your message, I need you to pray for her um, for complete healing. I need you to bind, rebuke COVID. It's in that hospital. Okay? Okay. And I need, um, that's what I need this morning. So she's only, that, well, you can hear her. She's listening to me. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning. We tell you good morning, Heavenly Father. Good morning, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, good morning. God, you have been good. You are good today, and you will always be good. Your word is from everlasting, and you never change, God. You are our Father, our Keeper, Provider. You are Healer. Yes. You are, are all in all. And you save to the uttermost, God. Yeah. You said to trust in you and you trust in your word. Yeah. And that your word would be a, a light unto our path. And you yeah. would guide each step, Lord, that we take and that we make. And as we walk by faith and trust in you, Lord, and we, we stand on that word. Yeah. We stand on that word. And we place ourselves completely in you, Jesus. Yeah. Regardless of everything and anything. Despite yeah. the distractions, despite what our senses tell us, Lord, we trust in you. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Well, good morning, Ted Line. Uh, like I've already said, the the title of my message or, or where God's taking us this morning is What a Difference Faith in Jesus Makes. Especially faith in Jesus on the day of visitation. I found it interesting because I, I uh, God told me to go back one year in the headline and, and listen uh, to what uh, what the headline was about. And when He told me that, it was the 18th. So I went back to September 18th of 2019 to hear the headline message. And Dr. Shepherd was teaching on faith teaching on faith, and she was explaining faith and feelings and talking about yada and talking about the, this, the gift of the discerning of spirits and our faith walk. And then God said, now, exactly a year back from when I'm going to be teaching was two days later, the 20th, I pulled up the message, and we were 
exactly midway in the 40-day fast. And we were fasting for families. We were fasting for healings and specific needs in the Ted Liners. Oh, of course, we would not know what was going to come from that time till now and in a year's time. We, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't have guessed. We wouldn't have known. But God prepares his people, and he prepares those who are close to him and those whom he loves. In Matthew 24, in the King James Version, I want to show you how God prepares. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things, whether... Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. When you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet stand in the holy place, whoso readeth, let him understand. Then let them which is which be in Judah flee into the mountains, let them which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house, neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. And woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. But pray ye that your flight be not in winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there shall no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. And if any man shall shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. For there shall arise a false Christ and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For whosoever, wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. 
Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall come the sun, shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. And they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. And they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of the heaven to the other. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves, ye know that summer is nigh. So likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near, even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then Shall two be in the field The one shall be taken and the other left Two women shall be grinding at the meal The one shall be taken and the other left Watch therefore For ye know not what hour your Lord cometh But know this That if the good men of the house had known In what watch the thief would come He would have watched And would not have suffered his house to be broken up Therefore be ye also ready For in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his Lord when he cometh shall find doing so. Verily I say unto you that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunken, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour that he is not aware of, and shall cut him asunder and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And the same is also read in Luke seventeen twenty through 36. Again, in when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he, Jesus, answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. And he saith unto his the disciples, The day will come when you shall desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you shall not see it. And they shall say to you, See here. Or see there, go not after them, nor follow them. For as the lightning that lighteneth out of one part under heaven shineth unto the other part under heaven, so shall also the Son of Man be in this day. But first must he suffer many things and be rejected of this generation. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, 
they married wives, they were given in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise also, as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built it. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. In that day, he which shall be upon the housetop and his stuff is in the house, let him not come down to take it away. And he that is in the field, let him likewise not return back. Remember Lot's wife. Whosoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it. And whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. I tell you, in that night, there shall be two men in one bed. The one shall be taken, and the other shall be left. Two women shall be grinding together. The one shall be taken, and the other left. Two men shall be in the field. The one shall be taken, and the other left. Now, it would, it would be obvious to anyone uh, today, you know, you can look around and, and pretty quickly you can tell that there's a lot of division in the world. There's a lot of division manifesting all around us in our countries, workplaces, a lot of differences between one party and another party, one topic and another topic, one thing and another thing. There's profound differences and divisions appearing everywhere. And that's not to point really point to or single out any one particular thing or person over another. It's not the point. What is notable and most notable is the spiritual separation that is happening and that it's important to see that there's a spiritual thing happening. There's something going on, and it has to do with the faithful. There's something far more important going on in this in the spiritual realm, if you're looking with discerning, discerning eyes, than just what's on the surface. See, separation has been a normal reality of the human condition since sin entered Adam and Eve a long time ago. See, after their sin and their fall, they were removed from the garden, and they were separated from God. There was a spiritual death. So what's different about today? What's important about the separation that we're seeing today? Knowing that this has always been going on. This seems to be a condition. See, Jesus revealed that in the end of days or in the last days, all kind of things are going to happen, he said. And Jesus described these things, uh, these days, as the coming of the Son of Man. He described it as the, the end of days. And he did it by saying that they're going to be just like the days of Noah and like in the days of Lot, you know, when Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. And Jesus said people are going to be eating, they're going to be drinking, they're going to be marrying, they're going to be giving in marriage. And in the days of Lot, you know, he said they'll be eating and drinking and buying and selling and planting and building. And Jesus laid out that the way things would look would be the same as always. See, business... As usual is what it is going to look like, in other words. The kind of things have always been happening. These kind of things have always been going on since the beginning until today and all in between. 
people buy, they sell, they get married, they eat, they drink. Normal things, the word says. When the Son of Man is revealed, it's going to look a lot like any other day. That's why Jesus said, in the hour that you think not, the Son of Man cometh. Now, when Jesus warned them that this was coming, that the, the day the Son of Man was coming, the hour of the Son of Man, when he warned them what it would be like, and that it would be like a thief in the night, he wasn't telling them that they were meant to miss it. He wasn't telling them the thief was coming after them uh, to steal that day, necessarily, but he was warning them so that they would not miss it, so that they would not let a thief steal from them. Jesus is proof that God reveals. He is proof of a lot. He's proof of much. He is evidence that God reveals himself to his people. So Jesus' intention here is not to deceive or cover or make a secret. He's warning so that we don't miss it. And the time of his coming is described as being like a thief coming in the night. But you see, the Son of Man, Jesus, he's not a thief. The hour of his coming is like when a thief comes, but it's he's not a thief. A thief doesn't steal what he purchased. A thief doesn't steal what already belongs to him. And if he takes back something that's been taken from him, he's recovering. It's being restored. Now, when whether people provide the public with a forecast of, let's say, a hurricane, they're revealing this to the public as a warning with the intent that people hearing it will get out of the path of the storm and seek shelter and be saved. When the weather person or the meteorologist gives a forecast of, let's say, a record heat wave, dangerous record heat wave, they, their hope is that when they tell the people that this, this prediction helps the people prepare for the dangers of the heat wave, can stay cool, can stay indoors, stay hydrated, so they don't get heat stroke, so that people don't uh, perish. The people who hear the forecast warnings and those who have faith in the meteorologists, you know, the weather people and their credibility, those who act on it, they do it to their benefit. They heed the warnings to their own benefit. Do you know Noah, he gave the first weather forecast. He gave the world its first storm warning. And, you know, it, it, it hit me. I found it, I found it very intriguing that in America we have a, a system set up uh, where we get all our weather alerts from and tracking. Uh, we get it from NOAA. It's called NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. That's a scientific agency in the United States that focuses on all these conditions in the ocean and the, and the waterways and the atmosphere and they give us our warnings. I found it a striking coincidence almost. And Jesus reveals to us that in the days of the coming of the Son of Man, things would appear just like in the days of Noah, just like in the days of Lot. All the normal stuff that went, went on back then is going to be going on today. Now, wickedness and debauchery isn't normal, but it has been going on. So when I say normal, I mean things that have commonly been on the face of the earth from the beginning 
will be going on still at the time of the coming of the Son of Man. Now, in the previous scripture, I read the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Jesus said that when he opened up his warning. And there's a message that Jesus is giving us all in the examples of Noah and Lot that is, is going to make a difference for us when it counts, a difference of, of the, you know, like a matter of life and death difference. And Jesus does not want any of us to miss it, but we're not to observe to usher in anything. We're observing out of wisdom, out of wisdom and, and uh, obedience. What ushers in is different. What brings in the, you know, God, what brings in uh, our Father, what gets his attention is different. What, what Jesus is looking for when he returns is different. It's not observation. He's not coming to see who's watching. He's coming back to find faith in the earth. And God talks about the days of visitation and uh, places like Hosea 9-7, Luke 19-44, Jeremiah 8-12, and, and a few other places. He talks about the days of visitation or the hour of visitation. And if the day or time of visitation came as a thief in the night, it was not because God didn't tell us beforehand. There's always, if you look, there's always a forecast. There's always a warning. So for those who are, who are you know, blindsided or taken unaware, it wasn't because there wasn't a warning. It was because there was uh, no response to the warning. And right now, there's evidence. There's a warning system. In Genesis 6, we see and we read that things begin to get so wicked in the earth in Noah's time uh, that it got God's attention. And he comes to Noah and he tells Noah that the wickedness has come to his attention. It's it's gotten bad and I'm going to uh, destroy. But I'm going to save you, Noah. Because in verse 8, God told Noah he found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And God marked him for deliverance. God prepared. He warned him. He told him what was going to happen. Now, God tells Noah how to build this ark, something that probably hasn't been built before on earth at, at that time. Nobody had ever seen a, a Necessarily a boat that big, or no, they didn't know what rain was. They didn't know what a storm was, what the potential was in a the storm. They didn't know those things. It was it was new for them. So for Noah to take to, to heed God, to listen to Him and obey was more than just a, a, a leap of faith. It was going where no man literally has ever gone before. So when the time came. He did all these things. He obeyed and built the ark. He brought his family into the ark. They were all delivered. Verse 22 points something out very, very, very important. Thus did Noah, according to all that God commanded him, so did he. You can see the simple, most simple boiled down 
version of faith, a demonstration of faith right there. Thus did Noah. He did it. When God told Noah to build an ark and prepare for the flood, he was 480 years old. So when he was, he and his family and the animals all eventually entered the ark, he was 600 years old. That means Noah, for 120 years, built something, waiting, built something he'd never built before, waiting on a, on a thing called a storm nobody on, the, uh, on earth had ever heard of before. But thus did Noah, according to all that God commanded him, so did he. He was a pioneer. He was a 480-year-old pioneer and did it. Not only that, but we see from this that for 120 years, the world, as they knew it, saw the storm coming through Noah's obedience, heard that the storm was coming through Noah's preaching. So the world at the time had a witness. They knew. And, and there came a day when the rain started to fall. There came a day when God's hand shut the door of the ark. And on that day, there was separation. On that day, there was division. Yeah, there was wickedness. People, you know, they were eating and drinking. They were marrying. They were building. They were planting. They were buying and selling. But on that day, there was division. There was separation. For some, it was a terrible thing. For others... For Noah and his family, it was a wonderful thing. It's a blessing. It was a God-given blessing. Separation. Matthew twenty-five thirty-one through 46. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goat. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was in hunger, and he gave me meat. I was thirsty, and he gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in, naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee in hunger, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was in hunger, gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you took me not in, naked, and you clothed me not, sick and in prison, and you visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, 
When saw we thee in hunger, or a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you did it not to one of the least of these, you did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. I want to remind you again what Noah did. He did a lot, and a lot was going on. But in Genesis 7, 5, it says, And Noah did according unto all that the Lord commanded him. It seems so simple. It really is. If there's anything we should get from Jesus' description of what the coming of the Son of Man will be like, it's this. What will the hour, the day of visitation, be like? What will it be like? It's not going to matter who's eating and drinking. It's not going to matter who's getting married. It won't matter if people are buying or selling. Like Noah had faith in God's word and he did what God commanded him to do. That's important. And see, God is expecting that same faith from us today. Because there is an ark. Today, there is an ark for the storm. And just like in Noah's time, like ours, there's great and remarkable wickedness. But there's an ark. See, just like in Noah's time and in Lot's time, there were two kinds of people at the end of the day. Those that were in the ark and those that were not. Those that had run out of Sodom and Gomorrah and those that were never made it out. It goes for today, too. There are two kinds of people, those who believed and obeyed and those who doubted and disobeyed. Either we believe God's word and we get in the ark or we doubt. Either we... Here the, everybody hears the forecast. I mean, the forecast, the technology we have today, when there's a, and I know in my area, if there's a flood, flood alert, if there's a, a flood watch, everybody who's got a smartphone gets it. Everybody. They've got the, the smartphone set up now that if there's an amber alert, it goes out to every phone that they want it to go to. We live in a time when you almost don't have an excuse. So, you know, what, what's different? Where's the difference? There's differences. Jesus pointed out these things so that you would, you would, if you're those who have eyes to see, let them see. Those who have ears to hear, let them hear. What's the Spirit of God saying? Lot left Sodom and Gomorrah with his wife. But there's a difference between Lot and his wife. See, Lot got to grow old and tell the story. Uh, Lot's wife was just a part of the story. She didn't get to grow old. See, Lot was saved, but his wife looked back. Yes, Lot needed a push, but his deliverance was not stolen from him through doubt like happened to his wife. That's what separated Lot from his wife. There is separation all around us. 
all around us, there's separation and division. Now, people can look at the cup half empty if they want. But when you have Jesus in your cup, it always overflows. It always overflows. It's about a separation. And really, that's what holiness is. There's a lot of division and separation going on in the world today, but your focus being on Jesus separates you from destruction and death, and it places you into Jesus, into his promises, into covenant promises that cannot be broken, will not be broken. Casting out unclean spirits, casting out devils, casting out spirits is a separation. It's a casting away. It's a, it's like removing pests from, from a home or taking out the garbage. It's a separation. It's a pouring out of what, so that more of God's spirit can fill that place, fill that space that's been poured out, fill the area, the place that belongs to him. And we're reconnected to God. We're closer to God. And I was thinking, yeah, goats goats and sheep were on the ark. Okay, that's true, but doubt didn't get on the ark. So, yeah, while, while, while there's a separation between the goats and the sheep, God showed me something very interesting. You see, the parables of separation of sheep and goats, it's an important metaphor. It's meant to help us be saved. Observing the times doesn't save us. Jesus does. Jesus says the kingdom doesn't come through observation. He is the ark we are to get into. The righteous, the name of the Lord is a strong tower, it says, and the righteous run us into it and they're saved. Praise God, they're saved. And there's differences between the goats and the sheep. And I'm going to tell you what they are because I know you just want to know. You can tell, I looked this up, it's very interesting. You can tell it's a goat or a sheep by looking at its tail. If the tail's pointing up, it's a goat. If the tail's pointing down, it's a sheep. Goats are hard headed, and once they discover, the act of headbutting, they will headbutt anything and anyone. They will headbutt each other. They'll headbutt the shepherd. Uh, they'll headbutt the hand that feeds them. They'll headbutt anything. Goats usually have horns. Sheep usually don't, but they have. When a sheep does, it's it's called a ram. Now, rams will headbutt other rams or a predator. But when a ram headbutts, it backs way up and then it charges ahead. When a goat headbutts, it stands up on its back legs and comes down with force. Sheep like to graze on grass and clover and stuff in the field, you know. While goats, they'll eat shrubs, they'll eat weeds, twigs. Goats have a, have a reputation for eating about anything. Goats tend to wander. Sheep prefer the green grass that's right in front of them, whereas the goat will browse regardless of whatever's in front of them. 
like the one who explores because the grass might be greener on the other side, you know? Goats don't adapt well to climate, but sheep adapt much better. Sheep are easier to handle, while goats tend to be difficult. Goats have no fear of heights, and, and goats will recklessly climb to dangerous heights. Goats are hard to contain by boundaries like fences, but sheep are easy to contain. Goats repeatedly will test their boundaries and are known to be escape artists, making them easy prey to wolves and other predators. Sheep have great hearing. They can hear their shepherd's voice. They can single out that common voice, the familiar voice that they know so well from from out from all the background. And they follow instruction well because they know and trust their shepherd. The shepherd gives them confidence so the sheep will stay close to him. Sheep like the flock. Now, when separated from the group, the sheep will get distressed and make irrational decisions. Goats, on the other hand, are solitary. Sheep are gentle and trainable. While a goat might have a beard, a sheep may have a mane. Sheep tend to be bulkier than goats. Sheep have pretty good eyesight, and because their eyes are on the side of their head, they don't have to turn their heads to look behind them. But sheep have poor depth perception. So while they can see behind them, and of course in front of them, they don't see what's far behind them and far ahead of them. The eyes on the side of the sheep's head make it much easier to see, you know, what's next to them, what's on the sides, but not in the front, not behind. So not being able to see very far off what's further away, they can't see what's up ahead either. So, they, you know, they depend on their shepherd to lead them to safe pastures. Sheep and goats can mate, but their offspring are stillborn. There are not, you know, these aren't all the differences between goats and sheep, but I share these with you because there's a notable difference in behavior and character. And we should all be able to make the connection to what Jesus means when in the word of God we read that God will separate the sheep from the goats. Symbolically, but more than just a metaphor, there's a difference between who's delivered and who is not delivered on the day and the time of visitation. And the difference is faith in Jesus. Ezekiel 20:38 says, And I will purge out from among you the rebels, and them that transgress against me. I will bring them forth out of the country where they sojourn, and they shall not enter into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord. Ezekiel thirty four, sixteen and seventeen, I will seek that which was lost, and bring again that which was driven away, and will bind up that which was broken, and will strengthen that which was sick, but I will destroy the fat and the strong, I will feed them with judgment. And as for you, O oh my flock, oh my flock. Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I judge the cattle between rams and the he-goats. Malachi 3.18 says, Then shall ye return 
and discern between the righteous and the wicked, between him that serveth God and him that serveth him not. Matthew thirteen, forty nine and 50. So shall it be at the end of the world. The angels shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just and shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. The differences seen in Noah's story between them and us today, the differences, the matter, the differences that matter in Lot's testimony and ours today, it's not all about those common, trivial, everyday things, those things that we, you know, the common things like eating and drinking and buying and selling building and planting and marrying, nothing in and of themselves, nothing's wrong with those things. Nothing's wrong with them. It's life. And that's not what we are being warned to watch out for, you know, people getting married or people eating. But it's it's not it. They're just the things that are going to be going on. In Jesus' forecast of these of the days of the coming of the Son of Man, there's a bigger picture. There's a revelation for us today. The revelation of the saving ark from judgment. A revelation of deliverance from judgment. A revelation of Jesus. A revelation of Jesus, our ark of salvation. Jesus, who is the difference in the world. Jesus, who is the difference in you. He is what makes the difference in the forecast. Are you hearing me this morning? Jesus, your faith in Jesus makes the difference in the forecast. These stories and the prophetic warnings by Jesus are meant to point you to Jesus. There's a lot of things being said and done and tested and tried and experimented with. But your life is already in Jesus' hands. The ark is already built. You hear me? The ark has already been built. And in that ark, there's a seat for you. Your place is in Jesus. The message of Jesus, the message is the difference between those who are delivered, those who did as Noah did and obeyed and got in. He built it and got in. Lot's situation is simply a faith story. Lot was stubborn. He did a little resisting. He needed some pushing. But because of a praying man named Abraham, Lot was saved. So between Noah and between Lot, we can apply that to ourselves and we can apply that to our family. We have some families that need some pushing. We have some families that's taking some some family members a lot of prayer. 
But you should know by these examples that the faith by Noah and the faith by Abraham and even Lot's faith saved them. It saved them. It saved them on a time of visitation, on a day of visitation of what? God's judgment. However controversial it was for Noah to, to embark on a thing called a boat because of a forecast of an unheard thing, they might have called him a, a conspiracy theorist. They might have called him a, a, a wacko for 120 years. Thank God for him and his family. He stuck to it. Thank God for Lot and his family that Abraham prayed for salvation. Thank God for for Lot's sake that God favored Abraham and heard his prayers. Do you think God doesn't hear your prayers? Well, tell the devil he's a liar. God hears your prayers. If you don't believe it, you just need to open that book. Open up the book and see all the proof of God's love. The time of visitation, the time of the revealing of the Son of Man, as the Bible calls it, the, the day of the Son of Man's coming is at hand. It is a time that it appears there are great divisions rising up. It appears that differences of opinions are getting louder and groups of people are polarizing on this side and on that side and everywhere debates between one side and another side, fighting between good and evil forces, manifesting in opposition, all these things coming into greater contrast. We must not let these distractions, these things, take our eyes off that door in the ark. Jesus is being revealed in the world through our faith in him. He's our shepherd. The people see it. They know it. The word says that everybody's going to see the coming of the, of, of the Lord. Everyone's going to, to, to know that he is our Lord. Countless times it says, and they shall know that I am the Lord thy God. Jesus is being revealed through your faith. And there are those who will get distracted. They'll wander off. But you focus on Jesus, the good shepherd. You put your eyes on him. You listen for his voice. Many won't regard the forecast of the storms coming. They, they're just not going to do it. Some won't. Some will. But we must. We must get on the ark. Even if you're almost out of the danger zone, don't let doubt make you turn around. Don't let doubt make you turn around. This is a message of deliverance this morning, a warning of hope, not of an evil report. This year was forecasted. It was forecasted from before the foundation of the world God knew. And all these distractions God knew. But so was your success. So was your deliverance. Already forecasted. All the divisions, all the separations happening all around us is not meant to deceive you. Not meant to contain you or to condemn you. But these warnings of all the things going on are meant to save you. Don't let the devil trick you into acting like 
a loner, goat. Don't the distraction of the flesh or the enemy trick you into being a loner. You got to get into the ark. There were no loners in the ark. You hear me? You might even think you're a loner as you're running away from Sodom, but don't let doubt make you turn around. The devil's just mad, and he knows his time is running. He knows his time is up. He sees the calling on you. He sees the anointing on you, even in the face of impossibilities. Your success, your deliverance, your salvation, your healing, was forecasted. Amen? So this morning, Father, we we thank you for hearing our prayer. We thank you for your word that never changes. We thank you, Father, for that love. You draw us with with love. And the Bible says that you are, are, every morning your your mercies are new and you you are full of tender mercies, God. You are long-suffering. You're patient. And you're powerful. You're a father who cares, who provides. And, Lord, you love us. You love us. Help us to rest in the peace of your love that passes all our understanding. Lord, help us to place our faith in a good report, in your good report, in the good news that was reported to us one day when we heard about Jesus gospel came into our ears and changed us forever. In the name of Jesus, we bind up all sickness, all affliction, all all disease in the name of Jesus. We bind it. I bind it in Jesus' name. Any report, any evil report, wherever it comes from, We renounce it in Jesus' name. We renounce it in Jesus' name. All evil reports, all sickness and disease in Jesus' name. Lord, loose, loose ease in the hospital rooms and in the hallways and in the hospitals, Lord, even where COVID is. Lord, loose your spirit of healing in those places that are dark and that are overrun and chase them out, Lord. Drive them out, Lord. Lord, through through your spirit, that's in people like Minister Hill who are full of your spirit and your promise and the power of your healing that you purchased by the stripes on your back. Cause your spirit to go out and begin to minister and touch and touch, Lord God, and transfer and drive out the, the, the disease and the sickness and the affliction right now in Jesus' name. With your light, Lord, drive out the darkness. Drive out the darkness in Jesus' name. Turn fear into faith in Jesus' name. Lord God, rise up. Rise up. Let your breath of life breathe where death was and make life rise up. Rise up. Heal bodies and make them whole in Jesus' name. Open eyes and make them see. In Jesus' name. Open ears and make them hear in Jesus' name. Lord, bring strength to all the bodies that are weak. Let the weak say, I am strong in Jesus' name. Lord, let the minds that are bound by even years 
of doubt and fear. Be loosed, devil's attacks and the devil's influence right now in Jesus' name. And be filled by the anointing of faith and the anointing of healing and the ministry of helps in Jesus' name. Lord God, take hospitals that used to have a bad reputation and make them a good reputation, Lord God, through your name, through your spirit. Fill the hallways and the rooms, Lord God, that used to have bad labels and give them good reputations. Cause those hallways to be filled with the echoes of testimonies of healings and miracles and sights of signs and wonders that she yes. spoke about in your word, Lord God. Lord, this is the day of visitation. This is the hour of visitation, Lord. Lord, you prepared us through building and making and rising up a people, Lord God, that are built on and stand on the foundation of you, faith in you, Lord God. And you said, by your own word, you said that these same things that I do, these same works you shall do and greater, greater, Lord God. Lord, we're trusting and having faith in you, Lord God. Cause your joy to fill us right now. Bubble up from our inner man, Lord, like a spring of fresh, clean, reviving water, Lord, living water. Cause that joy to begin to bubble up, Lord God, as we sing and we give you worship, we give you praise, we give you thanks, Lord God, for the benefits, goodness that pour over us, that pour over us, that pour over us. Jesus, we thank you, Father. We thank you, God. We thank you, God, for your boundless love, your boundless benefits of mercies and goodness. And, oh, Lord God, help us, Lord God, to testify. Testify as you heal us and give the word and preach the word and share you, Lord, and share you more in Jesus' name in this hour. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Ted Lina, thank you for being with me this morning. Minister Hill, come alive in Jesus' name. We'll see you tomorrow in Jesus' name. I'm, I'm not hanging up yet. Okay. Because I've been up all night. I have a, I asked God for a prayer for Minister Hill. And if, it's, if you don't mind, I never preach behind the preacher, but this is uh, a different kind of circumstance. If you don't mind, I would yes, like ma'am. to do this, okay? Yes, ma'am, this, please, yes. You know, can you hear me? Yes, um, ma'am, I hear you. All right. Listen, okay. okay. I'm coming from uh, Psalm 27:12. In the name of Jesus, listen up, Satan. Listen up, devils and demons. I bind all witchcraft activity. Projected that was sent to Deborah Hill. Deborah Hill will not be delivered over into the will of the enemy. We break the power and the assignment of each and every false witness, witch, wizard, sorcerer, and the spirit of death in the name of Jesus. We command that cruelty. Right now, to wither up and help in the name of Jesus. The Bible says in Acts 17, 24, God, 
that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is worship with men's hands as though he needed anything. See if he giveth to all, he giveth to all life and breath and all things in the name of Jesus. For as much sin as Deborah Hill is the offspring of God in the name of Jesus, therefore God giveth to Deborah Hill life, breath, and all things required for her to live in the name of Jesus. Lord God, your word says in Genesis chapter 2 and 7, Lord, that you breathe into the nostrils of man the breath of life and man became a living soul Lord God I have come into agreement after Michael said that Deborah Hill will receive the breath of life in the name of Jesus Lord God in the book of Ezekiel 37 and 5 thus saith the Lord God Unto Deborah Hill bones. Behold, I cause breath to enter into you, and you, Deborah Hill, shall live in the name of Jesus by the power of his own Holy Spirit resident in you. Lord God, in Genesis 6 17, you said, Wherein is the breath of life? You said it again. Genesis 7 16. Wherein is the breath of life? Lord God, breathe, Holy Spirit. Breathe into Deborah Hill, the breath of life. The breath of life. Lord God, Job said, the Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty has given me life. Lord God, breathe. Your life is never healed this morning. Breathe the life of God. Her lungs. It's her diaphragm. Breathe this morning. Lord God. You said in your word, deliver me not over unto the will of my enemy. Yes. The Lord God you this morning in the name of Jesus. And we count you as Deborah Hill's enemy. Go! Go! In the name of Jesus. Get out of our mucous membrane. Get out of our mucous membrane. Go! In the name of Jesus. Lose her lungs. Lose her breath. Go! In the name of Jesus. For God, your word says, that everything that has breath, yes. praise the Lord, yes. which the strength Deborah still has. She praised you, O oh God. She exalts yes. you, O oh God. You said in your word, God, that the strong have to bear the burdens of the weak, God. Right now, Lord God, you have heard Deborah Hill's voice. You have heard her supplication. Let yes. not your ear 
the term of her prayer. I thank you this morning. Again in Ezekiel, thus saith the Lord God unto Deborah Hill's bones. Behold, Deborah Hill, I'm causing breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You shall live. Amen. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I thank you this morning. I thank you. Thank you. For Ezekiel 37 and 6, you're laying brand new upon Deborah Hill. You're bringing up fresh new flesh. You're covering yes. her with new skin. You're putting breath in her. And Deborah Hill, you live to declare the good works of the Lord. I thank you, Lord God, even as right now, you're doing a work in them lungs. You're doing a work in that respiratory system. The doctors and the nurses are going to be astounded. They're going to say, what happened? And Deborah Hill gonna say, prophecy. They prophesied to the wind. They prophesied to the wind. Wind of God, come into that room. Blow, blow the breath of life. And Deborah Hill is living as your word. Breath is going into Deborah Hill's lungs right now. Deborah Hill will stand on her feet with this exceeding great army. And I thank you for it, Lord God. Yes. Lord Jesus. The word is John 20 and 22. And when Jesus had said this to his disciples, he breathed on them. He breathed on them and said, Receive you the Holy Ghost. Deborah Hill, breathe right now and receive the breath of life, knowing you will live and not die. Yes. In the name of Jesus. The name of God, all names. Yes. Breathing in you right now. Just breathing through you right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God. We thank, thank you this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now I was polluted in my blood, I say live. Love, that's what God says. That's right. Yes. And you were yes. in your blood and said, live. 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 The king of love is in that room with you. Yes. Breathe yes. through yes. your mouth. Yes. yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Yes. And we're going to celebrate Jesus with you for it. See you here during the Holy Communion on Come on, clap your hands, everybody, like this. Come on. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.